재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 
that basically has Donald Trump as its uh, presidential nominee. So, I mean, that's my bias. That's where right. I'm coming from. Yeah. Now, when we talk about then, um, and everyone has their inherent bias, even journalists who cover these events in an objective way, they will have their own political, personal yep. philosophies on that. And that's totally fair game. Uh, th- so for the f- f- full disclosure, I wanted to just sure. let it out. Yep. Sure. And we thank you for that. Uh, th- that is also the case of we we can talk about i mean there's not enough time to that rightward shift of republican politics this grassroots yeah, movement whether it's the exactly. tea party and yep. and now this sort of breitbart sort of coalition that we have with donald trump um you feel that the and you said this before aaron i want to get your mm-hmm. thoughts on this sure. we've had so many controversies the khan family the gold star yep. family being uh, insulted for being muslims oh, yeah. despite their sacrifice alicia machado the judge curiel yep. the uh, hispanic judge yep. uh, on the trump university case all of these insults and and faux pas and outrageous statements have not appear to have sunk the campaign but you That's feel this right. 2005 access holly reporting um recording donald trump and those very crude remarks to him which he says is locker room talk you think this might be the death knell i'm not even saying it might be i'll actually go out on a limb and say that it is the death knell for those of you who are preparing for the next administration it will be hillary clinton uh, administration so now i've taken a little bit of a risk you know in terms of you know making a prediction the reason i say that is the main reason, I suppose, is that uh, if you look at the, the voter makeup in the United States, 53% is female, right? Right. And the comments that Donald Trump made in 2005 that has now been shared many, many multiple millions of times now, I can't imagine an American voter who hasn't heard that by this point. I think it upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And there are a few voices out there who try to justify it. Uh, one prominent voice, evangelical voice, is Pat Robertson. On the other hand, there are athletes who are coming out publicly saying that, hey, Donald Trump, this is not the not locker room talk that uh, we have no idea what you're talking right. about. We've been you know, playing in NFL, Major League for many years. This is not the locker room talk. I, I think there is a real sense of general outrage against the crude and from the legal point of view. What he has described was uh, criminal sexual, sexual assault. assault. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm you know Facebook friends with a lot of my law school classmates, and we all agree. How I mean, shouldn't he be prosecuted? Hmm. I mean, that's sort of the level of discussion I've been having with my fellow Harvard Law School classmates. And um, the, I think the key difference is that it, this really cuts to the heart of the 53% of the voting public. I mean, previous comments, you you mentioned the Mexicans and Muslims. To be frank, they are not the majority, right? Right. But 53% is majority. I mean, I predict that Donald Trump will still get 40, probably something around 40% of the votes. And I I suspect it will be a landslide or maybe a 50 to 40 with 10% going to the third party candidates. That would be my personal prediction, although I have a lot less confidence about that. But I think this is real turning point at which the, uh, this really has sunk the Trump candidacy at this point. So when we talk, and I feel that is in some ways it is sort of a sad state of affairs that uh, in, maybe people will disagree, but all of that uh, 
racist rhetoric uh, in regards oh, yeah. to a Mexican judge or Mexicans are racist or black people live in hell in the inner cities and all these outreach. Oh, yeah. None of that necessarily moved the needle dramatically until it was uh, geared towards this this group, a very sizable group, 53% of the voting public uh, women who are out. And that, that it is outrageous, but it just goes to show that uh, certainly uh, there are game changers. And in your view, this is definitely a game changer. Let's talk about damage control then, because this was kind of on the eve. It was the Friday before this debate that was held on Sunday. And the candidate response, the damage control, is instructive here because a lot of the Republican leaders had said this is damaging. And they kind of agreed with you. This could be the death knell, but uh, you need to handle this well. You need to show contrition. And and even him, who famously never apologized, had that Facebook video where he said, I'm sorry. But then he brought up the whole... And this is where we talk about the false equivalency aspects of this campaign and how some certain, I think, mainstream media members even kind of are at pains to kind of present this sort of uh, uh, I, a facade of being objective and showing both sides. But prior to this debate starting, the, the press conference being held saying, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go after Bill Clinton. I, I don't even know if a lot of people recognize this story, but in the 70s and 80s and 90s, there's been a lot of allegations with Bill Clinton in regards to infidelity, uh, some even uh, talking about sexual harassment and in some extreme cases, uh, assault. Uh, but there was a press conference with four of the so-called victims of this. Was this an effective way to go about I, I, I suppose com- counteracting this negative press that he had been receiving because a lot of the voting public, and we talk about millennials, when you relitigate the whole Bill Clinton affair, who, by the way, is not a candidate for, for presidency right now. I don't know how, if, I, I, was this Trump or was this his campaign or was this just really, I have no other way to go about this. It, it doesn't seem like it was an effective strategy, but can you kind of put yourself in Trump's shoes? Well, and, first of all, I have no idea what's going on inside Donald's head. I mean, there's right. just a whole state of psychology that I don't even want to touch. On the other hand, I mean, everything coming out of the Trump campaign seems like, you know, he makes mo- most of the uh, decisions and he doesn't really confer with anyone. And I think you basically said it. Bill Clinton is not running for the U.S. president, right? I mean, I don't think that yeah. comes as a surprise to anyone. It's Hillary Clinton who's running for the and U.S. president. And a lot president. of the Republicans seem to recognize that if you keep making that Bill Clinton attack, it actually does not actually damage Hillary Clinton, but there's actually a, a phenomenon of engendering more sympathy to her because no, although you can say, there, there are these crazy accusations about how she demeaned them and how she went on the attack and all of that in regards to her supposed role during these extramarital affairs. But uh, the Republican elite, at least uh, the so-called elite, did, did not think that this was the wise strategy. They begged him not to go through with it. Obviously, he did not listen to them. And now, uh, you know, that whole metaphor, the, this, there seems to be a bit of a rats fleeing the oh, Yeah, ship, I was right? about to actually okay. use the expression. Yeah, uh, there are literally Republican senators and congressmen um, on endorsing Donald Trump. And I think I think the candidacy is over because of that. Can we is, is it even like comparable to what we've had in the past with uh, these gaffes, uh, as they call it, uh, or faux pas. The uh, Mitt Romney 47% comment, a lot of people said, was a big factor in him losing support towards the end of that election campaign in 2012 against uh, Barack Obama. Uh, 
the deplorables comment a lot of people felt was very unfortunate for uh, Hillary Clinton, although I, I think a lot of people, her supporters actually feel that uh, she should have actually doubled down on it because a lot of what she said, the number saying half of it may have been problematic, but the essence of what she was saying was not untrue. You feel that this is different than the things like the 47 or deplorables comment. So let's be clear. I mean, if you look at the past year of the Trump candidacy, I mean, he said so many things that would have sunk any other campaign with each single event. And he had literally like over 100, I think the last time some media outlets counted. And the main reason that I think he has stayed above the the, the core Republican backlash was that he went after, you know, the groups without power, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, Mexicans, Muslims, disabled, blacks, you know, the votes that Republicans can actually get elected without, basically. But this is different. Again, the women make up 53% of the U.S. electorate. You just, uh, yeah. you, you just cannot get elected if you, uh, uh, you know... Uh, Insult a right. very large percentage of that voting block. And for him, the, the big problem is that uh, unlike Mitt Romney in 2012 and John McCain in 2008, where they won uh, the white woman demographic yep. by double digits, yep, yep. he's losing in that demographic, yep. and, and that is a big problem. And big, another big, thing big is problem. that he's actually is going to lose some of the evangelical votes. I've been ever since the story broke, I actually went through some evangelical sites and there are literally mm. people, evangelical leaders who are changing their minds. I mean, it's not going to affect right. everyone. Pat Robertson's of the world. Not the political hacky ones, right? Like right. Ralph Reed of the uh, yeah. Christian Coalition and, and Pat Robertson. Right. But there are, you know, maybe less politically known, but well known in the evangelical circles, uh, you know, prominent pastors and uh, writers who have followings within mm-hmm. the evangelical circles. They have changed their minds. I think right. that's, I mean, that's a voting block that, you know, every Republican presidential candidate knows that he or she has to go after, and Trump is losing it. I don't think we can, we need to go into the actual details of this second debate. It was a town hall debate, although the, the, the citizens didn't actually get to ask a lot of uh, questions because of all the fireworks that were going on. It was a very dark, it was a very yep. nasty debate. A lot of, um, I mean, he insults. even threatened to jail Hillary Clinton. Right, once which is unprecedented. It was very dictatorial which type of. Boggles uh, my mind, really. Yeah. <laughs> that alone should sink his You do that in countries like North Korea or yes, Russia, yes, or, but exactly. you, you don't do that in a democracy. Not in the United States. States in not, I don't know, God knows how long. So we have the second debate in the town hall format. And I know this sounds elitist, but I'm not a big fan of the town hall debates because often the questions sort of, it's like, oh, Nick, say one thing that you admire. Versus <laughs> it's like, this is not kind of the stuff that we need right now. We need substantive, real questions that really put the candidates' uh, feet to the fire. There's a third debate coming out. Early voting is already underway. You're, you're basically saying this is going to be baked into a lot of this. Um, there is a swing state electoral math um, hurdle for, for any Republican candidate, not just Donald Trump. You do feel confident. The problem that a lot of people worry about is do you feel that if there is a sense that it's over, it might suppress turnout on, on the Democratic side and that would result in potentially something crazy happening. 
I mean, it's possible. I mean, I uh, if you press me and say, what do you think is the, the 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 probability of Hillary Clinton getting elected? I mean, for example, I think last time I checked, once uh, one uh, very numbers driven five thirty eight yeah five thirty eight that I watched. I think the last time uh, the the latest I'll have to look it up. Latest I, I checked a few hours was something something eighty nine percent that Hillary Clinton will get elected. Personally, I think that's a little too low. I'll almost go out on a limb say that I say it's about ninety. High 90s. Right. The Hillary Clinton will get like that. means that, hey, some crazy thing could happen. Two to three percent. I don't know. Sure. Sure. So that, that could turn everything around. But in my usual experience, to me, Trump candidacy is over. Yeah. And the, we cannot, uh, I suppose, preclude the possibility of the third debate if there is a third debate being something that could be a game changer back the other way. Uh, we've had this bizarre situation where um, apparently WikiLeaks and Julian Assange are dead set on trying to yep. derail the Clinton yeah, I don't know why, uh, but candidacy. There's, there's definitely something personal yep. going on there with the yep, leaked yep, yep. emails, the Russian hacking yep. incidents. So. Oh, by the way, the U.S. has officially accused Russia for interfering with the U.S. political process. But Donald Trump said there, he doesn't even think that there was any hacking well, involved. Well, that's Trump, right? <laughs> and, and so that is problematic. The idea that a foreign entity or a foreign uh, leader could have some sway in the election or would try to meddle in the uh, U.S. Uh, Democratic process, I mean, something that outrages not just Democrats, but conservatives and Republicans, no? At the same time, I think it shows kind of how ignorant Putin and his Russian advisors are about, or about how the U.S. political process works. The way they try to intervene it seems like, wow, really? This is how the ex-KGB intelligence officer thinks about the U.S. political process. I mean, if anything, I, I say that has been counterproductive for Donald Trump. Is there this idea, because you talked about the rats fleeing the ship, uh, Paul Ryan saying that uh, he will no longer defend Donald Trump, although That's a lot right. of people still point about the, maybe you're lacking the spine with your kind of supposed endorsement that is still... I mean, jo- John McCain has unendorsed him. Right, which is, was also a remarkable thing because of the insults leveled that, yep. uh, you know, I, I, he's not a war hero. I prefer yep. soldiers that don't get captured or, or some, something yep. ridiculous like that. Certainly there will be some, uh, I, I suppose, self-reflection. In the, on, in the aftermath of this election on the Republican side? Trump or well, the well, just, party? just from this entity known as the Republican Party, um, they had a postmortem after 2012 where they decided we do need to broaden the tent, we need, we need to welcome... And how did that work no, out for and it, them? It, it's, it's completely blown up in their face, but there does need to be a reckoning regardless of the results because even it looks like the... if they There, there are analysis coming out that if it's a greater than 10% margin, even... The U.S. House of Representatives with that sizable majority enjoyed by the Republicans is in jeopardy. So that's an interesting extra calculation. I mean, presidential election, I say, is over for Trump. So what really matters for the Democrats is what happens to the Senate, what happens to the House. Um, There are some projections saying that Democrats can actually ride this wave and take both, which was actually unthinkable just a few months ago. I have no idea how to put odds on that. Um, certainly if I'm Clinton campaign, I'll really, really like to make that happen because, you know, th- imagine what Hillary Clinton can do with both the Senate and the House of Representatives right. in the re- Democratic hands. I mean, you can get any, you, uh, the Supreme Court justices you want. You can push through any agenda you want. Yeah. I mean, th- th- this, it, that it, will be a big, 
big, big, big game changer. It would have to be a historic, I suppose, uh, landslide for, for something like that to occur. We'll have to see. Uh, less than 30 days to go. We got a third debate coming up. I know Professor Huang, you'll be joining us for more analysis on this because, as we say, there's, there's a lot of things that can and we're sure will happen. Uh, we do thank you, as always, uh, for your insights, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks very much.